morning and thanks for listening in. This is the All You Need to Know podcast on NDTV Profit and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 12th of December. Over the next few minutes, we'll tell you everything that you need to know at the start of your day so that you can start ahead of the curve. It's an important day for macroeconomic data, not just here in India, but also in the US. This evening, we'll see the latest CPI inflation print for the month of November and the IIP for October. We're largely expected to see a spike in inflation with the consensus expectation pegged at 5.7%, up from 4.87% in the previous month. Now, the RBI governor at the recently concluded policy meeting had warned of a spike in food inflation, so that bears watching. Meanwhile, IIP for October is seen at 10%. In the US, the CPI print is likely to have a bearing on the course of monetary policy and will likely factor in the Fed meeting this week as well. It's been pegged at 3.1%, down from 3.2% in October. Back home, another new chief minister has been appointed after the recently concluded assembly elections. Mohan Yadav, the BJP MLA from Ujjain South, will be the new chief minister for Madhya Pradesh and Yadav was elected as the BJP's legislature party leader in Madhya Pradesh at a meeting in Bhopal that was held in the evening in the presence of central observers. And that's according to a report by PTI. In case you were wondering, he served as a minister for higher education in the outgoing chief minister Shivrat Singh Chauhan's cabinet. Now, turning to corporate news, Infosys will likely be under pressure today after news of another resignation at the top. Nilanjan Roy has resigned as the chief financial officer at the company and Roy's last working day is the 31st of March next year. His deputy, Jayesh Sangrajka, will be in charge the following day. Sangrajka has spent over 18 years at Infosys across two stints and has performed various leadership roles. He is currently Executive Vice President and Deputy Chief Financial Officer. He comes with over 25 years of experience and is a chartered accountant. Speaking of resignations, DLF's Group Chief Financial Officer Vivek Anand has tendered his resignation in order to pursue other career avenues. His resignation letter dated the 11th of December has been accepted by the audit committee in its meeting, which placed on record their appreciation for his contribution to the company. Anand will continue in his role to the 29th of February next year. Ashok Kumar Tyagi, who is the managing director of DLF, will now have oversight of the finance, information technology and secretarial functions as well, in addition to his current responsibilities. A few fundraise announcements to tell you about. JNK Bank or Jammu and Kashmir Bank has launched its qualified institutional placement to raise up to 750 crore rupees. The company's board had set a floor price for the issue at 112.66 rupees apiece. And that's a discount of about 10% from the closing price yesterday. And Sterling and Wilson Renewable Energy has launched its QIP to raise up to 1,500 crore rupees. The floor price of that issue has been set at 365.02 rupees per share. And that's a discount of 13.75% from the previous close. In other news, Dixon Technologies unit Paget Electronics has bagged a contract from Lenovo for manufacturing laptops and notebooks under the Production Linked Incentive Scheme 2.0. 
An exchange filing has stated that the parties will sign the definitive agreement for the contract in due course. Now, a joint venture of Rail Vikas Nigam has emerged as the lowest bidder for several construction projects worth 543 crore rupees for the Indore Metro Rail. The contract awarded to the RVNL URCJV involves part design and construction of an elevated viaduct five elevated metro rail stations and a ramp for the indoor metro rail project. In international markets, U.S. stocks ended higher ahead of that important inflation print. The Dow and the S&P 500 climbed about 0.4% each, while the Nasdaq rose 0.2%. In the Asia-Pacific region, Japanese stocks are leading the early rises higher, with the Nikkei 225 higher by over half a percent. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. What's it looking like today? Good morning, Alex. Uh, seems to be an interesting day of trade considering that we are counting down to the Fed policy. But uh, ahead of that, uh, the momentum still seems to be with equities worldwide. And India has been no different. But the world markets just generally uh, have done so reasonably well very difficult to make a case that there will be sharp pullbacks, even though I think uh, we have, uh, we've done quite a bit already. So Europe higher, US higher, even though treasury yield, yields have inched higher, nothing to worry about per se. And global commodities have come off quite a bit, natural gas, sugar, etc., all of that. So that's the other interesting piece. You know, the, the, the other thing that I noticed, it's not just India. I mean, we know that the US markets have done well. But the emerging market ETFs have risen for the fifth week in a row in, in a streak, which is over $5 billion. So quite stunning, really, what's happening in emerging markets at large. But uh, yeah, the trade setup for the day, I would uh, reckon that record highs for PSU banks and real estate show that um, there is a penchant for rate sensitives, which continues, even as quant indicators indicate overbought conditions on the indices. The FI long position in index futures is 57% versus 36% at the start of the December series. Uh, and this is, again, despite quant indicators indicating that now there is a time or the zone is ripe for a corrective move. Let's wait and watch. Uh, metals may continue to rally though. Um, and people say that there might be more likes to this rally based on the China stimulus measures. So let's wait and watch if that happens. What about uh, stocks to watch in the session today? A lot of bulk deals and block deals. So Mankind Pharma, there is a block deal to raise up, up to 678 million, uh, a discount of 7% to the closing price. So let's see how this one reacts. Similarly, Sterling Wilson, they've opened a QIP. And the floor price is at 365, which is a discount of 13%. I think this is a factor of, you know, the maximum price being the three-week average or thereabouts. But very likely that Sterling Wilson, which has had a breakneck run, I'd see a bit. Bit of a pullback today. The discount is fairly steep for Sterling Wilson. JNK Bank 2. We've opened the QIP. The floor price is set at 112, which is about a discount of 10%. So very likely JNK Bank 2, despite all the appetite for it, might see a bit of a pullback on open. Enforces uh, the CFO has resigned. I mean, but there is another CFO in place uh, post uh, March 31st, which is the effective date for Nilan Jinroy's resignation. The ADR was marginally down in trade. No longer, uh, it ended flattish. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if Infosys really has a big reaction. Similarly for DLF, the group CFO has resigned, but there is Ashok Tyagi who will manage operations 
uh, till the time the transition happens and I'm sure they'll find somebody else. So doubt that these stocks will react too much, but let's wait and watch. Um, the pharma export data is very positive for Loras and Pyramid Pharma, not so positive for uh, Ipka and mixed for Ajanta Pharma. So let's wait and watch how do these stocks uh, react uh, per se in trade. Also Dixon, which has gotten a contract by Lenovo or RVNL, which has emerged as the lowest bidder for a project worth 543 crores, might all be in focus. So do watch out for these stocks. With this, it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. Don't forget to check up NDTV Profit over the course of the day for all the live action in the markets, in business and a lot more. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.